0: One of the definitions of drama is an exciting, emotional, or unexpected series of events or set of circumstances. And there was plenty of that in Westworld, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, The Last Dance, and Extraction. But were they good? That's the only question that really matters on this podcast called Was It Good? I'm your host, Ravi, and I'm joined by my two brothers, Arjuna and Krishna. Real quick, guys, UFOs are real because the Pentagon released video of them, which is proof that nothing makes any sense anymore, including my hair, which I have named Bubbly Jubbly. Wow. You've, you nicknamed your hair Bubbly Jubbly. Are you, are you, I did not know this. Wow, Actually, I did know this. That's
1: breaking news.
0: For those listening, those watching, I do not write my own intros. <laughs> I have a talent ego so high, I force Krishna to write these poetic and interesting intros. Krishna, this is by far one of your, your better intros. Mm. Um, I felt inspired. That's good. Yeah. That's good. But uh, I, I do want to point out, though, that your hair from now on shall be known henceforth as Bubbly Jubbly. Bubbly Jubbly. It sounds like a like an uncle. <laughs> like, uncle Bubbly Jubbly? Yeah. Like, like you know, in our in our families, like our parents grew up in like Guyana and stuff, like <laughs> they named each other weird shit. Like yeah. our dad's nickname is Pie, mm-hmm. after like a pie. Yeah. There was another, they had a relative called Cowhead. Yeah.
1: Half a dollar.
0: Half a dollar. Half a dollar. Last Doll night's bedding. curry. Yeah. Last night's nice curry. Like so now, I'm, now I'm, I'm jubbly, bubbly jubbly. Your hair is bubbly. My jubbly. hair is bubbly yeah. jubbly. Yeah. Does wow. that
1: mean you're just jubs? Ooh, jubs for short. Jubs. <laughs> Yo, what up, jubs? <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about my weird-looking hair. We're talking Westworld. We're talking Clone Wars. We're talking Extraction. We're also talking The Last Dance. We're going to start with Westworld because... That's what we always do. That's what we do. <laughs> That's what we want to do. If you don't like it, add us at Was It Good on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, tell us why we shouldn't, I guess. <laughs> uh, but Westworld, Season 7, the uh, second to last episode of Season 3, the show that Krishna has loved <laughs> since day one. <laughs> Krishna, let's start with you. Oh, you wow. have been a huge um, negative Nancy. Negative Nancy sure. this entire time. How does Episode 7? fit into your negativity um it was i would say it's the best episode this season um they have been despite my grumbling every week in general trending up (laughs) i'm gonna say trending up it's more like a a very very gradual incline okay it's not like it's exponentially better than oh it's not like it's it's not like the curve yeah yeah it's not not, yeah it's not like it's not like an exponential curve it's it's very much a very slow trot uphill Wow. All right. And this was, this was the, for me, it was the high pine, high, pint, high point oh of the season so drinking far. drinking beer? I'm not, actually.
1: When you were watching the show?
0: I wasn't. I wasn't. I, had, I, I did not drink this episode. I also did not live tweet, and I have not done that the last two weeks, which, in my defense, I think has helped me enjoy the episodes a little bit better. I think I miss valuable information when I'm live tweeting. So that is a weakness of mine, uh, which I should probably try and fix at some point. The episode was a little bit better. There were some interesting reveals. That being said, it hasn't blown me away. And the fact that this is episode 9, and it hasn't blown me away. Well,
1: it's episode 7.
0: Oh, episode 7. The second to the last episode. I always think of the second to the last episode as episode 9. Lord. Because I just think of everything as 10 parts. <laughs> ten parts, Much like the Jordan doc that's coming up later. Uh, so, yeah, it, w- it, was, it, was, it was fine. It was fine.
1: Wow, so, so Krishna, if it doesn't blow him away it's it's no good no no no, 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 and
0: and, and I'll and I will you know we'll get to this later too with some other properties that we're about to mention with Restworld yes I expect to be blown away because that is my experience with the previous
1: two seasons and this season hasn't lived up to that therefore it is
0: therefore if so ergo it is disappointing
1: you know Krishna uh, previous versions of you used to be cool and uh, you haven't lived up to that standard in your age thirty-two year. So see, that's a blatant
0: lie. <laughs> that's just a blatant <laughs> lie. Oh there is no God, previous man. version that is cool. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, I can't agree with Christian. This episode definitely didn't blow anything away. I also thought it was interesting, right? It was. I don't even know if I want to say it was interesting because it was just. It was a big. It was a big just dump dump of, and it yeah. was an info dump, right? Yeah. It was like I'm For the sure. machine. This happened. Yeah. Caleb's entire, like, flashback thing, which I think everyone kind of saw since episode one. Because it's, like, it's the common kind of, like, um, you know, narrator that you can't trust with these crazy flashbacks about a best friend. And it it seemed very obvious from the very get-go that it was either all fake or he he did it. He actually shot his friend. Mm. Um, Arjuna, did you think... That them showing us that he shot his friend. Do you think the why was interesting, or do you think it was just kind of a cool? Thanks for giving us that information. Uh,
1: I, I mean, I don't think his his story was necessarily like super interesting, and I think like you said, it was pretty predictable. Uh, it was cool to see Kid Cudi,
0: <laughs> 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 but, cool. No, cool. but
1: but but what I what I did like was um, I liked that they showed more of Solomon, the first AI that they worked on, and the kind of you know, they had hinted at and showed a little bit of this before, but the reconditioning that they were doing to real human beings, uh, you know, taking undesirables and trying to change them. It only had a 90, pr- it had a 90% failure rate, right? It's only a 10% success rate. And so, you know, I think some pe- I think one of us had mentioned it weeks ago, but potentially that was what was happening with Caleb, that he was, you know, schizophrenia ra- ran in his family. He was unreliable, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, was su- I honestly thought like his whole military background <laughs> was a lie, so I was surprised that most of that was actually accurate. Oh, interesting. That was yeah. reversed. Yeah, yeah. so that, that was interesting. I thought, like, oh, he does have the military background, which I suppose makes sense. That explains why he is a capable you know, gunman and fighter and can do these types of things. The twist I did like was the app um, being part of the control, the drugs being part of the control, um, You know, I think that really delves nicely into our own society, right, where you have a lot of these conspiracy theorists that are like, you know, everything is part of the control. The reason they make technology like this is because it's all trying to control you. Um, I don't know if it necessarily in real life works that that well, Mm. but I think there are those unintentional consequences where it's like this and this go along and help you do this and this goal. But. So I thought that was cool. I, and it's it's interesting to me, then, that the fact that the people that were rehabilitated are the people that use this app. So that means, like, Marshawn Lynch was one of the 10% that was... An outlier, is that what an, they call them? An outlier that was reconditioned. The same thing with Lena yeah. Waith's character. So they were reconditioned correctly to then bring in... More of these outliers.
0: But are they really reconditioned, or are they just adjusted to use, be used in the system? Right. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, they're, they can't. They don't serve a purpose beyond being used to fix other people, right? And ultimately, it seems like the, what the ninety percent of them are either murdered or put on storage, essentially. Right. Personally, and this sounds terrible, but like from a business standpoint, wouldn't I mean, it just make more sense to just kill them? Like why? I don't understand why you'd keep them cuz it's more humane. I mean,
1: Well, I think about business, right? You know, if you have product, if you just toss it away, you can't do anything with that product.
0: So you're saying the people the product. Correct. Right. So I it's guess like, that makes sense. It's like <laughs>
1: they might have a purpose. Right, well, right. It's like like it's it goes like,
0: back to exactly what I just said which yeah. is the 10% that were reconditioned are then being Have a use. Have a use. Yeah, that right. makes sense.
1: It's like it's like that's how chocolate milk was created, right? They didn't want to throw away a bunch of spoiled milk. And you, if you repasteurize milk, it still has a slightly sour taste. So you add flavoring to get rid of that sour taste, and you can resell it. Yeah. Uh,
0: same thing with whey protein. Whey protein is – I'm sorry. Uh, back up. What? Chocolate milk is all sour milk?
1: Uh, that is how chocolate milk – that's how flavored started. milk came to, yeah. oh. to exist. Whey pro- and uh, if, you buy, if you buy it from the store, right, if you buy, like, a carton of chocolate milk, you'll notice it's thicker because it was sour milk
0: before. Mm. Ew. I'm never I'm – never, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Also, same thing with whey protein. Whey protein is uh, like ground up, basically ground up meat that was it's been thrown away. Like they, it was going to waste, and so supplement companies were like, "Well, we can actually make some money off of this discard that is going to be worth nothing." So and then the whole the whole protein, how much protein you need? Whole thing's marketing hype. So basically, Hot dogs, so, bacon, bacon, wait, all those things so you're just- basically saying then the people in West World, the out- Outlanders, outliers, outliers are. <laughs> Sour milk and, <laughs> and whey protein and <laughs> bacon and that—that's a weird way of putting it, but uh, okay. Uh, moving <laughs> through this whole thing, so that's Caleb. We uh, one of the bi- interesting things that I, I had read actually from uh, Gizmodo—they always do like a spoiler, like post kind of analysis of the episode. And their biggest thing from the episode, and I kind of like this because it is one thing that we've talked about quite a bit, and it's the uh, the now man in white, Mister Crazy, Mister Loco. Oh yeah, his purpose, along with Bernard's purpose, I <laughs> don't know what the, it is. Up until this point, has been primarily pretty, pretty useless, mm-hmm. pretty pointless. They're there to kind of assist when telling us what's going on, but beyond that, it doesn't. Re- it doesn't feel like yet it's connected to the story at all. And we're second to last. We have the last episode next week, this coming Sunday. I really, really hope that we're not going to be kind of screwed here, and their entire purpose, and that entire thing, is just being pushed off to season four which was obviously recently announced, but I could see that happening. What do we think? Yeah, uh, I'm not too thrilled with their arc. I, I was hoping when they put Bernard and Stubbs together, they would have served as sort of like this buddy cop uh, sort of a, an angle. And they've done that a tiny little bit, right? We see we see them in very short spurts. And like you said, their only purpose so far seems to be sort of uh, explaining and discovering... Things about Dolores, right? And they're they're playing catch up the whole time, and it's almost like they're just reinforcing perhaps some of the information that we've missed, right? Or repackaging it in a different way. So yeah, they are
1: there. Yeah, you're exactly right. They're there to explain.
0: They're Wikipedia
1: basically. <laughs> yeah. They're
0: the Wikipedia of the show. You're,
1: you you digest a scene, you like, wait, what happened? And then they literally this <laughs> yeah. episode was like, wait, what just happened with Caleb? What are they talking about? Like. Like uh, you know, reprogramming human beings, and then you cut They literally would cut conveniently, and then they were in the reprogramming facility, and would explain that this is what was happening.
0: Do we think? Uh, do we think there's a time difference between them and Dolores? Yeah,
1: I actually do. They're the future. You right? still think
0: there's a time thing?
1: Yeah, I but think it, the future, you haven't right? And you, you know what? You know what's still funny? You haven't. <laughs> you still didn't see Caleb and Maeve in the same place at the same time in this episode, ever.
0: No, but it, it, you see. Caleb, at the end, go up to Dolores.
1: You see him coming out of a room. You don't actually see him go up to Dolores' body or Maeve, for that matter.
0: Don't – I thought – doesn't he reach down and touch – I thought he reached down and touched Dolores. No, because before that – I don't remember, though. He it exits the room, and then you hear that voice. You, you hear the like, mysterious voice, voice saying, yeah. like, blah, 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 blah. I've got some plans. So, honestly, the
1: reveal I thought they were going for was Caleb wasn't real. So – what 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 was actually? I mean, there's still time. So what I actually thought was happening with Caleb this entire time, and because they, they remember they talked about like Dolores talked about like you kill yourself here in six years, and they actually kept showing the image of him like sitting on the pier on the edge. So I actually thought he was dead. Oh. So I thought he physically had died, and th- this was a version of Dolores. Remember, there's still the fifth pearl out there. We don't know where that Dolores is, right? Okay. That fifth pearl is in a simulation with Caleb and some other people, and Sim, she's you in know, the Sims. And so it would actually go along with my theory that Caleb is is a is a guest in a park. He's a guest in a simulation who is dead. So it's like <laughs> his
0: consciousness was uploaded into a server or something. It's correct. And I mean, it's still pre- possible, right? Yes. Because we ran this entire game, if you will. We even went to like a place that looks very much like Westworld. <coughs> 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 That's the same place they shot. West one too but whatever um, the facility and everything in Solomon that could all still be a simulation her figuring out a plan like she could have recreated everything yeah. and part of the AI in this elaborate sim- simulation or whatever the only thing or problem with that theory is like we know that Bernard has said to William um, mm-hmm. that Caleb is the point of interest for Dolores because she wants to use Caleb as the poetic justice to help destroy, destroy humanity. humanity she wants yeah a human to destroy humanity. Right. And that makes sense for who she is and yep. what she is. And it, it feels kind of silly that it, it feels bizarre that he would say and go into that kind of depth. If it turns out that he's just a sin, there,
1: there's still something that doesn't line up though. And it's like, I can't put my finger on what it is. Cause they, they you know, sir was briefly in this episode as like a simulation as a hologram and his, and his whole shtick, this whole, this whole season, right. Has been, he's a hologram everywhere. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Part of me feels like Seric isn't real. He yeah. is the AI. Like the the hot, like the real Seric died. Or like the remember they said one of the brothers was committed? Maybe Seric was the actual brother that was committed and the schizophrenic brother was alive and the AI is the thing that's controlling him and using the Seric image as like a Or puppet. the schizophrenic
0: brother had Seric put away and then yeah. he kept Seric alive, air quotes. That actually makes so much sense. Yeah, okay. But then but the, that make sense? It makes sense that the AI is controlling everything sure. with this persona. Well, th- But
1: there's two AIs, remember? So And that was in- kind of solidified oh, right. in this episode. That's a good point. Solomon's the original one, and then...
0: Sarek the new one. Robohan.
1: Robocop what? is the next. The, the, one yeah, the, the
0: newer one. one, it starts with an R. It's like a Rohan. Ro- or
1: Rohan. Robohan. Robohan or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. The, the Insight. The Insight. insight yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Well, they just call him Insight. But the thing that
0: was like with Solomon, Solomon, you could argue is... Dead with the EMP blast going
1: off, So but then who was the voice?
0: Well, the voice I'm going to assume is like Solomon put all the information needed in that USB drive, right So I don't know how that USB, that USB drive could have tapped into like that system that uh, Caleb's gotten in his you know human beings have that weird upper retainer looking thing. Oh, the retainer. Right. Yeah, it could have tapped into that, tapped into his phone. Mm. Or speaker, speaker mode. Caleb's crazy. He doesn't exist. No one cares. Uh, I'm well, you have you have
1: four <laughs> factions right now, right? In this show. Oh God, another one. The main ones you have are Dolores and Sarek, right? And a lot of the characters fall under those sides. But then you also had now have these two, roguish elements, and that is, Haloris. Who? Oh, Hale. Hale's uh, Dolores. Who got a brief cameo in this Charlotte episode? Charlotte Hale, right? Who got a brief cameo in this one? You know, talking to. Um, the uh, Shogun World Dolores yeah. before he died. Matsui
0: was that Matt Something like not that? Not Matsui. Yeah. Matsui. Matsui Hid- is a Matsui? Player, Yeah, Christian. yeah. Not Hideki. Uh,
1: <laughs> 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 so you have her still running around and um, doing stuff. Then you also have um, Bernard. Bernard, the team Bernard Stubbs. Who Bernard <laughs> is like us. He has no idea what he's doing. He has no clue what's going on. Yeah, he's just following. He even said in this episode, he's like, "This is where she led me to," so he doesn't really know what he's doing.
0: Uh, he also refuses to kill the guy who was promised to kill all hosts. Yeah, which is
1: uh, a bad move on my on, on his part. Does anyone think that Bernard is actually the fifth Dolores? Yes, no,
0: <laughs> yes, because it, I don't. I guess the big question is like. He has served no purpose, and his purpose right now just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And we know from the beginning of the episode that there's parts of his memories and all that fun stuff that's been blocked. Remember when he was actually in Westworld and he plugged into the system? It was shown in, through his like self-diagnostic that there was some tampering here and there, which I think means that there is a Dolores-type consciousness or something melded together with that Bernard. I think Bernard is done-done and the 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 OG Bernard that we grew to love in season 1 he's been gone since the end of season 2 the only two.
1: the only reason i disagree with that is because then the first two seasons of Bernard's arc make no sense right like the second season's all about him becoming conscious and you know becoming that thing and then becoming the foil to Dolores why would if this if 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 Dolores's plan was to like completely take over and not be opposed she should have left him behind but she wanted him, for some reason, to balance her out. Because he, I guess she recognized that her way wasn't going to do it. So that is, I guess, what I go back to with Bernard, right? He is part of her plan. No one knows in what way, though. Mm.
0: This totally feels like a typical HBO moment. Specifically that wonderful show, Game of Thrones, where it's like, hey, let's throw this uh, character who takes... Um, the Stark the disabled Stark kid and have him like flow around the whole fucking island and then you never see her again for no re- like it feels like one of those things that they've put in into play and it will never
1: a dangling plot thread. Yeah, exactly.
0: They'll just never tie it in. And I really hope that doesn't happen but Well I I HBO's you know, they're the like they're they're two zero right well, now. Well,
1: the only reason I I think it's a little different with this show is they haven't they haven't abandoned plot lines yet. Everything's had some type of explanation and conclusion. Granted, some of them are very bad and choppy, but there have been full arcs. This isn't like Game of Thrones where they were adapting a book and then they ran out of the adaptation and yeah. didn't know what to this do. Is,
0: yeah, this is, this is, I believe, an original project. Well, prop,
1: right? Westworld is... Uh, no, Westworld it's, was it's 1970,
0: well, yeah, that 1970... This book, is based off the movie, Michael, which is based off the Michael book. Michael
1: Crichton. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I then it was forgot about that. Yep. But, but they are, I mean, they've been in Uncharted Waters mm. basically since past episode three. You know what I mean? Here's a big so.
0: question: Like as we're, we're we're gearing up for the final episode, right, of season three, which takes place in the real world. Does this feel like Westworld anymore, or does this feel like does this feel like you could potentially start in season three and have a general idea of what's going on without having to watch season one and two?
1: Mm, that's I, very interesting. I would say this almost feels like a spinoff of Westworld. Ah. like you're taking like you're taking some of the elements and characters like the it almost was like the you know you always get those continuation spin-offs of shows it's like the sequel Oh, like the
0: Arrowverse like the Arrow yeah, the yeah, Flash yeah. Well, the Stargate Ranger. Atlantis.
1: No, but but it's it's one of those shows where y- you're right. You could start with season 3 and probably know as much as we do. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it doesn't feel like Westworld cuz it doesn't take place in the parks. It's not a you know, it, it, it has some of the, the same fundamentals, but it is different. There's a lot of new characters. There is a little bit of new ideology. Um, but some of the basics of the show are still in there. The twists, unreliable narrators, man versus machine, um, you know, free will, consciousness. Th- a lot of those core themes are still there. Yeah. But a lot of the packaging and everything is very different. Yeah.
0: So uh, Yeah, I would agree. It's, it's still Westworld. It's just... It's just not. It's. It's just like not you West said. It's, it's like like <laughs> like you said. It's the core stuff is there. The you know everything you just said, and the packaging is different. And it just, it, but it doesn't. To me, it's not answering those core questions as effectively as it did in the first two seasons. I don't know if that's because there are more elements to get in, and there are more new characters, and instead of answering those core fundamental questions, they're spending more time on more of the mystery of the stuff, like who are the Doloreses and, you know, who is who? You know, we spent more time in this season trying to figure out who is who than we are on the stuff that I think makes Westworld interesting, right? Which is, what is the difference between a host and a human, right? And maybe maybe they decided, we've already answered that question. There is none, right? And they're like, let's just move on. But to me, that's still a more compelling uh, question and situation than, you know, then let's follow the, the, the br- crumb trail of, of trying to figure out who is who. Uh, we do have a question from our Twitch when our uh, journey gets back. What's the question? Um, uh, from Miko Matter, good friend of the podcast, Michael Learman. Um, do you guys think that Dolores is the hero or the villain? I think that's a great question uh, going into the last episode of the season. Yeah, so, we'll save that one. Uh, I think you you'll save it. Yeah, let's save that that question for the last episode. Oh, I think, I think, we, can, should, I think we, we should can start it now. to answer yeah. it though. I think I think, uh, it's I think perfect now. I
1: think seven. I think seven episodes in, it depends. I think the show has done a really really great job of balance. It, it depends on the character's perspective you're looking at from. From the perspective of a character like Holoris <laughs> hail, hail, hail and Maeve, she's totally the villain right they're both hosts and she is being very selfish and trying to under is is making it about her is and it feels like it's undermining her um, undermining them as a race as a people if Mm. you look at it from dolores's point of view and when she's on screen and she explains it to someone like caleb she totally looks like the hero right she's trying to make her people survive to people to survive she's trying to do x y and z she's sacrificing herself right she's cloned herself five times and like having these people die. So from that perspective, she's a hero, but she's also a villain.
0: Yeah. I think uh, it's, it's tough to say. I agree. It depends on what, what angle you're looking for. I'm going to go with the villain because I think at the end of the day, no matter who you which angle you're looking at it from, she ultimately is trying to wipe out the human race, which is really no better than the human race itself. Like what she's trying to accomplish and how she's trying to go about it is literally she's not elevating her people at all. She is just doing... She, her, her flaw is very human in my mind, right? The only way for me to survive is to wipe out everything that's not me, right? At least if we're to believe Bernard that that's what she's trying to do with Caleb, right? Uh, we're, still, we're still not 100% sure that we can trust Bernard's perspective. Everything that Bernard has said, Oh, she brought me here to check her. Oh, she wants Caleb to destroy the human race because she's a poetic sense of justice. Well... Bernard's not the most reliable person. Is that actually true?
1: Neither is, neither is uh, Dolores, though.
0: Correct. So um, what we're left with, though, is her actions, and it seems like she's bent on the rise of her people and the end of humanity, right? But I don't know if that makes you a bad person, though. No, not bad. Villain, right? Antagonist. She, she's the antagonist to the human race. I would say... No, it depends uh, on what perspective. Are you on the side of humans or are you team host? I, I, I would say it's... I don't know if she's an antagonist or a protagonist. I would say she's just a force.
1: She's both. Well, she's, she's definitely both, right? Yeah. She's definitely one of the main protagonists of the show. We see a lot of the show from her point of view. For the majority of the other protagonists, though, she is the direct antagonist. She's the direct force in their way to fulfilling Stopping their, their character arc and right. their motivations. Yeah. I think
0: that, that's what we've always kind of liked, though, about the show, right? It It sure. jumps upon the idea of good versus evil, mm. of right and wrong. Yeah. Um, not even that, yeah. though, but I, 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 think, I, I think phrasing it this way, protagonist and antagonist. Because you have, you can't, with the show, you kind of have to throw good and bad out of the window.
1: Yeah. And everyone's. you really have
0: to just decide which agenda, which is great, because shades of gray, right? Which agenda do you back? It's almost like politics. Which poli- Which political party are you backing? Right, Spaghetti Monster. Uh, it's like which agenda? whose agenda do you most back? And it's then answer the part. question from that way. Who's the protagonist? Who's the antagonist? But makes sense. Yeah, we'll find out. I think more next, fi- week. Yeah. <laughs> next week. Yeah, next week will. I think next week will be a very, very interesting podcast because not only is it the uh, season finale of Westworld, but we will also be hitting upon the season. And series finale of Clone Wars. It's
1: not the season finale. It is still two more episodes. Two more episodes, yeah.
0: For what? Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. It's this Friday and Monday. We tape these things on Monday evening. Wait, so, uh, the next, uh, last episode is on there's Monday? There's
1: two episodes of Clone Wars.
0: Though. Yeah, this Friday and then Monday, May the 4th.
1: Oh, they're doing the finale on May the yes. 4th.
0: Yes, uh. yes. You ruined my segue you 1,000%. Ruined well, you, you ruined it yourself doing this. You, you, you did just let me yeah. get
1: to the point. You should have told us when. No, no, it's a surprise.
0: Point. Just like the intro, it's a surprise. Anyway, then you're going to have these moments. Yeah. We're we're going to let's let's wrap up the Westworld stuff, so let's move into Clone Wars Arjuna was Westworld. That episode that we watched good.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say it's good. I I, I do like what the season's done. I think this season I would like to, in a few months, watch this binge the season. Mm. I think it would be very powerful. It would be a lot better. Uh, as one, one sitting. And uh, But I am intrigued and I'm interested. I think, I think we're going to have a better finale this year than we did two years ago for season two.
0: Wow. Krishna, was it good? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Um, I think I've said the last few weeks were good. And I enjoyed this episode far more than those episodes. So it is good. Technically, it's it's great. I think the acting is wonderful.
1: The the Dolores Maeve battle or fight by the scene, by the way, was beautiful.
0: Like it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but it wasn't my favorite part of the episode. Her arm getting blown out was pretty cool. That was cool. I mean, that was I was I was you know it was cool. CGI looked like shit. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, but this show's never had like. I mean, it's a TV show. It's not going to have. It's you know, Westworld I on mean, HBO. I'm,
0: I don't know. Eugene. It deserves like the, the first best. season with how they build the hosts. That CGI is very, very beautiful and very, very well done. That arm blowing off just looked very yucky. After effects. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, it was good. Ravi was um, episode seven of Westworld season three. Good. No, uh, mostly because we could. As we were watching the episode, we were calling out what was going to happen next, uh, which we did with another uh, video film thing that we watched, Extraction. Mm-hmm. So for that wow. reason alone, it kind of annoyed wow. the hell out of me because we wow. could just sit there and go, that's going to happen, that's going to happen, that's going to happen. Cool. Interesting. So
1: Does that mean he's going to say the other thing was good? Extraction? We'll find we'll out. We'll find
0: out in a little bit. Oh, that, that one's going to be hot button. I can't wait for So... That. so that was where So we're moving into Clone Wars. We just finished season seven, episode 10. We are in the, 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 the brunt? end game. The brunt? It's
1: brunt? The end game.
0: The end game <laughs> of the siege of Mandalore. <laughs> so that's a layup for him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take it. <laughs> why, why would I do end game? Why not do Avengers was trending. Avengers I don't, I don't care about that. Wow. So we're in the end game.
1: <laughs> <I got ages.
0: laughs> we're in the end game of the clone Wars series which um this episode in particular made it very clear the clone wars is over the revenge of the sith is Has happening begun, we are dope. by the end of this episode we are about halfway through revenge of the sith right quick major spoilers right we know for a fact Dooku's head is rolling yeah. on a separatist ship. Dooku's, Dooku's dead, dead, dead at this He's point. He's straight up dead. I mean, that's kind of implied with his head rolling. Well, My head doesn't though, roll. can well, no, you his roll head, on, on it, certain drugs? Well, no, no, no. That's a good point, he,
1: You're saying it just happened. No, his head it, it rolled, had been rolling. The blood has dried. The ship is blown up. The body is incinerated. He's been dead for wow. Hey, he got a Jedi going out. Never mind. That was rude.
0: Because <laughs> um, they burned the bodies. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. I guess he got his cremation. He got his cremation. In a weird way. Uh, so, that's happened. We know that Obi-Wan Kabuzi is heading to Utapau to go after Grievous. Yeah. We know that Anakin has been given the, <laughs> the rank of master, but we, the council, do not see you as a master. Yeah. So, go spy on Palpatine, your whiny butthead. Yeah. So, we are in the thick of it. Yeah. And... This episode ends with probably the greatest thing ever. Guess what it is, you two. Greatest thing ever? With Maul getting captured? No, like the fight scene. Was that not the best lightsaber fight scene you have ever seen? That is up there in my books with... It's not not the best ever, but it's definitely top three. I think it's the best ever. Yeah, which which, I I understand that. But to me, though, that lightsaber fight cannot surpass the OG Maul Versus Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. Flygon, yeah, Fly. yeah. But it, it's, oh, you mean it's, it's, yeah, you animated? Yeah, animated. Just, just straight it's up. It's the best. It's By the far. best. It's best. Yeah, the best. Yeah. The animation quality. Yeah, it was ridiculous. If you want to know how to do CGI well, <sighs> follow along the Clone Wars series. Because they have done a fantastic job from the beginning to where it is now. Not the movie. <laughs> Not the movie. <laughs> Fuck the no, movie. No, that's an example of where it is started. is stupid. Right? But, like, the lightsaber fights, the 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 most interesting thing with their animation style is how way back in season one and two, the lightsaber fights were very choppy. It was very like, whoosh, 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 right, and instead it's now this very smooth Ooh, fluid. and fluid, lifelike motion. That to me was the most impressive and most interesting and crazy ass thing I saw in this episode. So
1: how many years until they go back and they remaster some of the earlier Clone Wars?
0: Never do it, please. No, they. Won't. I'd, be, I'd be. I think. I think. That is okay to do because it's an animation style that is like this corny CGI type looking thing. Mm-hmm. And you're just gonna make it more realistic and more interesting. Yeah. We've seen that with like video game properties like Halo, right? Halo two and then Halo Two remastered. You still get that intense joy from it. That that interesting, you know, play gameplay and like reliving and all that fun stuff. With Star Wars, the original series, going back and remastering it, I don't think it worked as well because you're fucking with real things as opposed to, like, CGI. Or people's, like, on-screen acting. Or their yeah. on-screen acting, I right?
1: do, do want to say about Maul, I think he's been involved in three of the most iconic Star Wars lightsaber battles yes. um, of events all of all time, right? Yep. The Qui-Gon-Obi-Wan-Maul yep. battle. The Ahsoka-Maul battle. Oh, I guess four. Uh, the Star Wars Rebels, Vader, Maul, Ahsoka, Kanan uh, battle. I forgot, I, was, I forgot about that one. That one's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. That's uh, technically, right? I mean, I guess w- whatever happens in these next two episodes, that's probably the next time Ahsoka sees Maul. Yeah. Um, we, well, one would assume.
0: One would assume. I mean, it's very possible because Maul's history is just so – Mall—it's—it's it's, it's really interesting when you look at Mall and you go back and you think to like 1999 when the Phantom Menace first came out. Maul was like the face of evil. He was this badass. He was mother- the poster. He was the poster. <laughs> he was like yeah. everything. Everything was all in on Mall. And then you leave the movie theater and Maul's dead, and you're like, the fuck. Yeah. And it's what? What is it? Twenty fucking years later, and we finally understand this character. I hate to admit this, but I hate. Seven, eight, and nine. Like, I don't like those films. But something tells me in about 20 years, I will go back and be like, oh. oh. Wow. If they do, Ren, is they do it right. It. Uh, and then the fourth. The fourth Some, somebody will. Somebody yeah. will do it right. Dave oh, Filoni okay. did it. Dave somebody else. It again. Dave Filoni will do it again. No. Let's, let's do. Um, Why not us? David Lynch. Let's do it. Guys. Uh, we'll. We'll. Uh, David Lynch almost directed Return of the Jedi and then instead went and did Dune. Found that out today. It's very interesting. Anyway, carry on. What's the fourth uh, And then the fourth, the
1: fourth one? one is also yeah. from Rebels. It's Darth Maul's last seemingly death. Uh, the Darth Maul-Obi-Wan um, moment. Samurai fight. Samurai fight. Yeah. Where they don't... Th- there's very little battle, but it's just so intense and so well done. So it, you know, just like you said, credit to this character who is, literally had one line... Of dialogue, who was built up to be this big thing, was chopped down unceremoniously and killed, and has been resurrected to be one of the you know greatest Star Wars characters yeah. of all time. Yeah, uh, he's up there. Like
0: when when the the kiddies back in the seventies and early eighties first saw Star Wars, the big villain, the big menacing thing, was Vader. Sure, I believe that they've they Disney has done a very good job of turning the big scary thing into Maul. Like, he is a scary, what the fuck is that thing, right? I have that amazing picture. Um, This is embarrassing. Can't remember who the artist is. Don't at me. But I have an amazing picture of Maul, which is just horrific because he's a scary dude. Yeah. He's crazy. He does scary things. Uh, And he legitimately is insane.
1: So, But going back to the battle between Ahsoka and Darth Maul, What did you guys think? And I think this was maybe lost on audience members. Maul reveals to Ahsoka that Anakin Skywalker is a bad guy. And she straight up says, no, you're wrong.
0: Right, because she let her emotion get in the way. Big time. Yeah. 100%. She did the thing that the Jedi aren't supposed to do. Granted, she's no longer a Jedi. Mm -hmm. But she did that one crucial thing that can fuck everything up. Get attached? She got super attached to her master, to, mm. to her her older brother, to her mentor, to this person that's like helped her grow up and become the person she is today. So of course she is never going to be like Oh yeah, 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 he's
1: he's a bad dude. <laughs> well and she but she was also this close to teaming up with Maul to take down Sidious. Remember he's like join me and she's like, Okay I will. Just tell me one thing. Why why Anakin Skywalker and then he's like oh, he's bad. And she's like, no, you're wrong. And then they fight. Yeah. But I think, maybe I misinterpreted it, but I think she was truly like about to join Darth Maul and be like, all right, let's go hunt down Sidious. Oh, it
0: definitely is strongly consider it. Yeah. yeah. And it makes sense because the conversation that she has with Obi-Wan before that is super crucial, which was Dooku is dead. He was the only lead we have to this Darth Sidious thing. She has known mm. because remember- That's a good point. Obi-Wan- At the start of the Clone Wars on Geonosis during episode 2, while he was captured by Dooku, Dooku told Obi Wan about this Darth Sidious character. So, since she was, since she started as a Padawan under Anakin and in conjunction with Obi Wan Kenobi, she has known about this character, Darth Sidious, and this evil plot. So, I think it makes complete sense that she would be like, Yeah, I'll team up with the devil. To figure mm. out who the hell and what this plot is, I will break bread with the devil. But the problem is, she let her freaking emotions get in the way, which makes it even more fascinating when you look ahead to Rebels and when she realizes who Darth Vader is. Yes, like just we haven't we haven't finished the season yet. We don't know what's going to happen, but just take that the fact that she had a chance and then her fear or her her denial came true. Right, that sucks.
1: Yeah, I mean there. I don't recommend doing this now because if you don't want to spoil these last two episodes, but you can go back and watch Rebels. You know, specifically the the Ahsoka season two season when Rex comes in when they fight Maul again. There is a lot of hints as to what's to come in these last two episodes with Ahsoka, with Maul, and with Rex specifically. Like these are our kind of our probably our three main characters for these last two episodes. You know, I would assume. Yeah. Um, we, we know Order 66 is coming. Uh, mm-hmm. We know Rex survives Order 66. And, you know, there are things he says in, in Rebels that indicate certain things are going to happen.
0: What does he say? Um, I forget. Do he... he, I know about, like, Wolf and the other clone and how Ahsoka Echo, saved not them. not Fives? Not Fives or Echo. Somebody else. So, Rando. so
1: the specific line they say is, they never turned on their masters. They never killed it. Like the, they said, because when Kanan first sees them and they have the, the clone walker or whatever on that desert planet, whatever it was, I forget what planet that was. They're like, he's like, oh, clones, they killed all Jedi. And they're like, yeah. we never, like, like, we never turned on our masters. Like, and then they show the scars where they removed the implants. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, they still have their implants in it right now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. we
0: know that Ahsoka's going to do some surgery with the lightsaber or something. Here's, a, here's something interesting. During the original promotion for Season 7, one of the most iconic uh, images of the original trailer was a shot of some figure in the foreground, Ahsoka standing on a table, Rex on the ground helmet off, and clearly in some kind of mental pain, as if Order 66 was coming on, or post-surgery. Maul's been captured, Right. If I had to guess, Maul's not going to be a thing at by the end of the next episode. He'll be done. Who do we think that shadow figure is about to attack Ahsoka? i got to look this up. Uh, I
1: think it's Maul still. You still think it's Maul? The re- and there's another line specifically yep. from Rebels, if you guys want me to reveal. Go for when it. When Maul sees Ahsoka, he said, I think like he says, Ahsoka Tano. He's like, running away again. Hmm. And that's the key line because when people saw that with Rebels, they're like, This doesn't make any sense. Like, when did she run away from Darth Maul? Right. Right. It's about to probably potentially make sense here. Because uh, this is what I'm going to assume happens, right? If I had to guess. They're flying back to Coruscant to turn Darth Maul in. Order 66 comes in. All the rebels, or all the clones, turn their blasters onto Darth Maul and Ahsoka. In that chaos and confusion, Maul sets himself free, kills some guys, Ahsoka and him battle, um, and she has to run away because she probably doesn't want to kill clones and she can't also battle Maul at the same time. That's what I'm... And she probably wants to save Rex and as many of these cloners as she can.
0: Do we think... A couple other questions. Do we think Sidious and Maul are going to talk one more time before this season wraps? I'm going to say no, but only because I think that probably want to keep this focused on what's going on in
1: Mandalore. I would also say no because why – I believe, like, wouldn't Sidious just kid, straight up kill Maul at this point?
0: Remember, Sidious is all about throwing everything into chaos, right, and doing whatever. Mm, actually, I disagree. Well, the other the other thing, too, is, like, we know by the ty- the events of uh, Solo, Maul is still running the uh, the Underworld in during that time period, right? The Underworld is a very big yeah. thing mm-hmm. in the Star Wars universe. There's no way, in my mind, that Sidious would allow Maul to be running all those syndicates. Like, he would have to know that Maul's around. So I wonder if, if Sidious is like, you know what? You clearly love me way too much. Go do your own crazy thing. Just leave me alone.
1: I don't think he loves him. I think he... He despises all, him, honestly. I think his thing is... and I Because I, he wants to kill Sidious. He's straight up said, like, well, I need to kill Sidious. He, well, he hates Obi-Wan, obviously, because yep. he cut him in half. He hates Darth Sidious. Uh, th- this, you know, this is... The reason he's so scary is he completely f- feeds into hatred, right? More so than any other Dark Force user you see at all in, in Star Wars. Especially yep. the mall we have now, right? He's completely into <laughs> hatred. He's completely into just fucking over anyone that fucked him over. Mm. Uh, I, I think what you're probably going to say about Sidious is he's more calculated.
0: Oh, yeah. right. Everything Sidious does has an end goal. It, it, I would flip what you said. Maul is chaotic. Mm. Sidious is totally like um, calculating and logical and forward-thinking, and everything has a reason. He uses hatred as a tool. Maul just is hatred. So you don't think, though, that Sidious is going to set him free? Uh, he might allow him to. He might. He might. Uh, I mean... Maybe. I, it just, just, I just, it just don't see it. To me, it just doesn't make sense that we're in the time period of Solo. Mm. He is running the underworld. Yeah. And Sidious would allow it. Because I mean, remember, at, at the point of Solo, they have a sizable, like... They have a sizable... Yeah. Organize, like the, the Empire has Inquisitors running around. They are pretty strong. They're ready yeah. to go. So it just, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense that you would allow this thing to be running around. Plus, also the other big thing too, I guess, is like Sidious never attempted to really kill Maul. Like when Maul and Sidious fought back in what, season four or five?
1: When uh, he kills Savage.
0: When he kills Savage, he captures him. He doesn't kill him. Hmm. So there is some plan still for Maul yeah. in some aspect. I think he just uses he views him as a tool. It's like, I can I can use him. Right. I can manipulate him. It's not well,
1: hard. I mean, also, speaking of, we did get a cameo from Solo of um, uh, uh, Paul Bettany's character, Dryden Vos. Yes, boss, Vos. We've
0: got a lot of a cameos break. in the Star Wars universe in these last couple episodes, which has been great. Uh, one cameo we didn't get, though, was our beloved Darksaber. Where, Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> what is it doing actually where yeah, I don't yeah who where has it where is it, at this where point? Is it at this Maul point? has it right when's the last time you we know, see it no 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 it?
1: Maul definitely has it because Maul should have it because Rebels this? is when they get it from Darth Maul correct so yeah where is it but that's, so this is the thing the
0: last time we actually see the Darksaber in the Clone Wars series is season 5 wait with Maul with Maul but remember Maul is captured so that Darksaber could be on whatever base or it could be back with the Mandalorians. Because what's interesting is... It's got to be with the Mandalorians. It has to be because uh, Maul used his double-bladed sa- his double yeah. um, bladed lightsaber and not the Darksaber. Or, or to feed into your theory,
1: it could be with Sidious.
0: Well, but remember, and, though, it's going to get into that governor's hands because he's going to use well, that's, it in But that's post-Rebels and everything. Yeah. So? so, so <laughs>
1: well, no, all we need to do now is figure out yeah. where it is from now to Rebels when they fight Maul and Sabine oh, yes, and, ev- and everyone that's gets it. Maul
0: eventually gets it and he takes it back to Dathomir and he leaves it on that planet. In Rebels? In Rebels. Because that's where uh, Sabine picks it up and finds it.
1: Sabine, No, but, I mean, it's a, to break into your theory, right, if Sidious is going to appear, I believe Ahsoka with Maul is taking him to the Jedi Council, right? Which means, in theory, Ahsoka is on her way to Coruscant. Yes. Which, if it lines up with episode three, she could be just missing Anakin right at the end, right? Like, he's already murdered all the children, and she's, gonna, she's going to show up at that time. Or to debunk a, cra-
0: a long-time fan favorite meme, which is um, Anakin going into the council chamber with all the younglings and lighting's lightsaber, Maybe she jumps in there and saves the younglings.
1: No, that makes no sense because she doesn't know that Anakin is Darth Vader. Right. She thinks he's dead. Right. But remember
0: the line she says, the last time I saw my master was...
1: He was running off to go save... Palpatine.
0: Right. It's very possible that she thought she killed him or she heard of the reports of what happened on Mustafar. Or Obi-Wan Kenobi said, I killed him on Mustafar. He dead. Like, there's, there is a, there's a little bit of gray there and... It's not like Star Wars hasn't done that before, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: I think I, I don't know. I, the, the other thing too team. is like
0: I was I was watching a YouTube video today about the Darth Vader comic book series. Uh, I forget what episode it was, but it was posted about four months ago, um, and it was specific about the librarian in the Jedi Temple. Following the immediate events of Mustafa and Darth Vader putting his armor on, he goes back to the Jedi Temple to go and look for the librarian because Sidious wanted her because she wanted he wanted the list of all the. Uh, Jedis that were still potentially out there in the universe, the kids and all that. And she, the librarian realizes who Darth Vader is and reveals the secret to the clone troopers that with him. And he kills all the clone troopers uh, by uh, force blowing them out of the the plane or the chopper or whatever, because he wants to keep that secret. The chopper. Mm. Um, So I think Vader's secret of being Anakin is basically he knows and then uh, we know that Boba Fett eventually finds out, and then we also know that Sidious knows. But it's a very small group well, of people.
1: Well, and Obi-Wan knows. Yeah.
0: Does Obi-Wan know before yes. like going and f- seeing him in Episode 4? Yeah, yeah, he definitely
1: knows. I mean, it, it's strange because he doesn't even call him Vader. He calls him Darth, first of all. <laughs> ah, Darth. Hello, Darth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going
0: to kill you. Hello, Darth. When last we met. Uh, well. We're so, <laughs> <a boy. laughs> Krishna, you are on fire. Yeah. Was Star Wars: The Clone Wars season seven, episode ten, good? Do we even need to ask this question? No, of th- course it was. Yeah, it's good for me too.
1: Uh, no, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah,
0: there you go. That's not great. the question. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was. It was amazing, and I can't wait for the last two episodes, which I did not know were going to be Friday and Monday on May the fourth. Oh yeah, I'm taking the day off from work. Are you going to uh, tweet at Disney uh, with some tweet using May the fourth hashtag? No, because I don't want them to own my intellectual property. What, your tweet? Yeah, exactly. That's what their terms and conditions say. They would own the tweet. Yeah, so just for those listening, watching, um, today they announced uh, Disney Plus, the Twitter account put out a, hey, uh, tweet with the hashtag May the 4th, your favorite Star Wars memory, and it may show up in something special that we're doing on May the 4th. Cool. That sounds fine. Tons of brands, tons of companies, tons of individuals Individuals do that stuff all the time. The problem came, they followed it up with a tweet that said, um, hey, we own your intellectual property. We can use your handle and anything that you associate with the hashtag May the 4th, we own the rights to per Disney terms and service, blah, blah, blah. And there was a link. That's where the problem came in. They, for whatever reason, had to put that out, you know. Working in media, there are obviously, like, the legal impl- 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 implications or whatever that you have to, like, worry about. Mm-hmm. So then people decided to start saying some really fucked up shit. Oh, boy. <laughs> Such as, you know, like, uh, the you usual know, we didn't go to the moon. Hashtag May the 4th. Ooh, that's or, a good one. Or some individuals were like, hey, check out the Was It Good podcast
1: <laughs> tonight. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, Shout out to that fan. fan. Yeah. Smart
0: fan using Disney. Mm. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting but shifting gears completely into another superstar Ooh. Michael Jordan Into
1: a Disney Miguel owned Jordan documentary oh, the yeah, 30 ESPN. for
0: the 30 for 30 documentary series the last dance sorry Michael Jordan and the late 1980s 90s 90s well the whole thing it, it goes it goes I whole
1: mean thing. yeah uh, it focuses primarily on the 1997-1998 uh, bull season the
0: chicago bulls during a particular time period in the known human calendar there you go <laughs> Christian, you have watched both episodes. All four. All four episodes. Well, we're talking specifically episode three and four here. Yes. Um, The big pieces there, the big takeaways were Dennis Rodman. Mm -hmm. A couple of people were asking the question of, hey, you threw Dennis Rodman and his entire thing up in about five, ten minutes, and you were kind of done with it. A lot of people are saying, hey, the response is, there was another 30 for 30 documentary on Dennis Rodman. If you gave a fuck about Dennis Rodman, go watch that. Or mm-hmm. is your take on the whole? Did they give Dennis Rodman and his unique story uh, enough? Mm-hmm. Or do you think they just kind of blew past it? No, I think it was enough. Um, they start off with a little bit of his backstory, and then they switch gears completely and go back to young Jordan. And then Dennis Rodman is sort of woven into the rest of the the, the last two episodes. Like, he, he pops back up. It's not like they spend 10 minutes on, on him and then just totally skirt, like, skate by. Yeah. I did um, find it
1: interesting that the first two episodes, they didn't use him at all. Yeah. Um, well, I think, which is interesting. Yeah,
0: I think what they're trying to do is go, like, uh, piece by piece. Because Phil Jackson gets his 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes at the beginning of episode four. So it feels like every and Scottie Pippen was episode two a little bit, right? Well, Phil
1: Jackson was in episodes one and two.
0: Everyone, they're all in most De- of them Dennis
1: Rodman. has no talking. In that's the because Dennis Rodman
0: is like the fourth wheel, right? They they're prioritizing the most important parts. Yeah. Of and the he challenges. came later. He
1: came in the second. Re- like he wasn't there for the first three. Correct.
0: So it makes sense, you know. I had no problem with it. Um, Dennis Rodman is an interesting guy. Uh, the stuff <laughs> that they, you know, to say the least, and. Um, you know, I like what they put in there. Uh, so yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. What about Carmen
1: Electra and Madonna too on the mm-hmm. on social? On social? Yeah. Like, so I, I haven't watched the two episodes yet. I didn't get yeah. around. I wanted to, but I didn't get around to it. Like what? Why? Like what? In your in your in your estimation, why was that such a big talking point for the doc?
0: Well, I, it was mostly jokes, to be honest. If you're looking at Twitter, okay. Madonna. Madonna. I love that they put Madonna. And she's only in it for literally a line. But she, uh, they portray her as a big reason why Dennis Robin came out as this very eccentric person. She basically told him while they were together, life's too short, you got to be yourself no matter what. And after that, he started dyeing his hair and and being this goofball, right? So she's like a big reason, part of his transformation from kind of a regular ball player to this outlandish figure, um, King Jong-un's best friend, um... (laughs) <laughs> uh, Carmen Electra is his famous like girlfriend during the height of his party days, you know his craziness, and it's, the reason that she's in it because they they release the story that he takes a he's he takes what should have been a forty eight hour vacation. He's Scottie Pippen's return from his injury. He's now the third wheel again. He, was, he really enjoyed being, playing second fiddle. Like, he liked being relied on. He did it well. He helped the Bulls overcome a slow start. Then Scottie Pippen returns. He starts to lose motivation. Uh, and then he goes up to Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, and says, I need a 48-hour vacation. Actually, he says, I just need a vacation. And Phil Jackson's like, can you do it in 48 hours? <laughs> That's how I was saying. <laughs> and he's like, I'll take Go. whatever you can give me. I'm going to Vegas. And so he goes to Vegas with Carmen Electra and just parties so hard. They blow past 48 hours at, like, the 90-hour mark. He's back in Chicago, and Michael Jordan comes banging on his door. It's like, get your ass, like, come on, you get your ass to practice. Carmen Electra's in the room, and she doesn't want to be seen by, she's, like, in bed, and she doesn't want to see by Michael Jordan. So she grabs a blanket, jumps off the bed, and hides behind the couch. And so she tells that story in the dark, um, uh, which is great. I think that's that's a, like a, it's a very and human thing. The best part is is that the best part, though, the part that is going viral, or one of the parts, is that the film crew recorded Michael Jordan telling the story, and then they hand Phil Jackson, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman a phone of Michael, of, of, of Michael Jordan telling this story, and their faces are hilarious. They're all just cracking up. Even Dennis Rodman, they're just laughing their asses off, because and th- and this is why, because the entire those three figures, Michael Jordan, Phil Jackson, and Scottie Pippen, didn't try to control him at all. They realized to get the best out of Dennis Rodman and to win the championships that they needed was to let him be himself. They didn't try. They, they were like, he's gonna be himself. Let him have his forty-eight hours in Vegas. Let him go nuts, because you know when he comes back, he's going to be the hardest worker there, and that's what they did. And that's, that's why I, that's why everyone's like cracking up, even Dennis Rommel, because it's like, and he says it. He's like, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, and Phil Jackson. They got me. And they let me be me, and he appreciated it. And that's awesome. I mean, yeah. that just shows like good management skills. Yeah, Phil Jackson's the like, goat. So yeah. So uh, in not so many words, episodes three and four were great. I'm loving better than the one and series. 2. Uh, not better. I, I look at the whole thing as a whole. Uh, you know, I can't say which one's better because it's like an evolution of. What they do is they go, through, they, they go through like a couple weeks in the 97, 98 season, but then they go back in time and they're going through Jordan's career and then all these key figures, Jerry Krause, um, Doug Collins, uh, his second NBA coach, Bill Jackson, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rothman, and the sort of like interlaying. Charles Oakley. Like the present moment. <laughs> Uh, he hasn't shown up yet, but, but well, he, do a, the He's in the team. first
1: few episodes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he when, was mentioned Well, the
1: because well, he played on those early Bulls teams before he got Oh, oh I'm the...
0: sorry. I thought you said Charles
1: Barkley. No, Charles Oakley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: Charles Oakley, of course, has been there. So it's really I, I'm, I'm digging it. And uh, honestly, it's the closest thing we get into sports right now besides the draft. All right.
1: Who will sport. play Michael Jordan in a movie? Michael B. Jordan?
0: Yes. No, he's too short. That's fine. CGI is a thing. <laughs> if they get it right. That is
1: Hugh Jackman yeah. played Wolverine. I don't think you can Wolverine make a Michael supposed Jordan supposed to be uh, supposed to be five foot six.
0: That's true. That's a good point. So yeah, they can things. Moving right along, though, to the last topic of this podcast, Ooh. a Netflix original, Extraction,
1: <laughs> starring
0: Chris Hemsworth, yes, actor known as Thor.
1: Yep. a and film, <laughs> a film
0: that takes place in a different location than one would expect, India, India, India. Wow, that was weird. Uh, what information, like, before we jump into this, so this is this is a brand new Netflix film that, Originally, you know, yeah. they're just kind of pumping out because, you know, the world's on standstill and we just need shit to watch. And we clearly were like, we're bored. Let's watch it. What back information do we know about this film? Because there are a couple of somewhat well-known Indian uh, actors and actresses in this film. hmm uh, was this a co-production or was this a straight up like who? Produ- who the fuck made this thing? <laughs> All I know is that it seems to be an Avengers movie <laughs> because I, the Russo like <laughs> fucking brothers are in it. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, I think. I think either he or Chris Evans' stunt double, former stunt double, directed, directed it as yep. a directorial debut. Yep. So it's essentially just the Avengers uh, three. Uh, Four. so, so the, Seven.
1: the director is tight with the Russo brothers he was the stunt coordinator on Civil War and Endgame oh it was a stunt uh, coordinator the Russo brothers were the main producers on this movie uh Joe Russo one of the Russo brothers wrote it uh, this is very much an american Produce. production so but why the produ- there are there are, I can list the production companies no that's fine that's fine uh, why
0: well, i guess my 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 big question is and and being indian maybe i'm being hypersensitive here but Why India? Like, why was the location India? Why couldn't it have been anywhere else? Were they trying to stand out? Is that why they picked India? Or or is this some kind of weird political undertone thing? No, I think they just wanted to choose that as a location. I think it was probably just for the look and feel of the movie. Because, to be honest, I didn't get... The fact that it was in India, they didn't... You could have put that movie anywhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, nothing changes. There's nothing about India itself that lends itself to the plot. I think the only reason they chose India was to put a yellow sepia tone and to <laughs> get you know the look and feel of that particular location. But they could have done this movie in. They could have done this in some uh, Detroit. They could have done this movie in. Well, maybe not Detroit, but
1: you know, just somewhere. Anywhere. Detroit. Russia. Yeah. This is like. This is like any. Alabama. True you read the old stories of the movies done in the 60s and the 70s. Why movies were set in certain locations. Because that's where they wanted to take a fucking vacation. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. So, because I'm reading it right now. They, stay, they stayed in a luxury resort in India for this production. Yeah, the Russo go. brothers and their families wanted to go take a nice vacation. Film a nice little pretty uh, you know, little action flick. Uh, for Netflix I mean the Russo <laughs> Br- no, no 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 but the Ru- the Russo the Russo brothers are you know everybody wants to do stuff with them this is their second movie that's come out since Endgame that they produced the other one was 21 Bridges oh, yeah. the Ugh. movie with Chadwick Boseman never saw which that. was god awful oh you saw it right? oh my god that, that, that was uh, it has, has this awful line in it where this one guy says you're the uh, you're the best like trigger man in all of New York he's like don't say that too fast Wow. So what is like like to, to like recap the whole movie here. It's basically
0: a drug lord's son is captured by another drug lord, the police are bad, Hemsworth his character has to go save him. He dies, maybe, who cares? I think the more interesting thing is like the fact that like the Russo brothers are attached to this. Are, are really have the Russo brothers <laughs> have uh, but seriously have the Russo brothers peaked hmm. with Endgame and now it's just cash in on the checks and be done with it. Correct. The, uh, that is depressing if as you look,
1: If you look at their filmography before and after joining the MCU, it, it's not impressive. Right. And first of all, action is not their genre. They're, they're comedians. They did community. They directed and wrote episodes of community. Right. They directed episodes of Arrested Development. Situational comedies, they did very well. Right. Uh, And then, for some reason, in 2014, they got Captain America Winter Soldier. Which which was a great, uh, it's one of the best MCU movies. It's one of the best Marvel Cinematic Universe movies ever made. And that blew them into this whole new direction. Yeah. And I think because they did that, they're like, oh, we can make, we can produce these, like, really cool action movies. Yeah, no. (laughs) And and, in 21 Bridges and an Extraction are not good action well, uh, hey,
0: Now, we have to make a distinction here. Did they direct? No, they produced bridge? them. They produced them. Okay. But
1: here's the thing about production, right? Like, producing, like, uh, uh, specific 21 Bridges, they did not direct or write. Mm-hmm. Extraction was written by one of the Russo brothers. Like, mm-hmm. the script was, uh, I think, it was originally called, like, DACA, and then they renamed it to Extraction. Um, so they did have a lot of creative. Creative input, and then they gave their stunt coordinator from two of their Marvel Cinematic Universes the chance to direct, direct it in us? his yeah. directorial. So they're review. they're basically
0: gearing up for a production company.
1: They do have an, a production company. Okay. Called, it's
0: called AbGo. That every every sense. director and their mom has. Yeah, a, I mean, every producer in their mom has a production company. So. So. It's a little sad because it's like they did such a good job, and now it's like.
1: But oh, I'm guessing you guys didn't like it. Well, but 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 here's well here's my question, right? Did they do a good – now, this is the question about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Does the director really matter, or is it the men pulling the strings? Kevin Feige? Kevin Feige. It's Kevin Feige. It's Kevin Feige. I mean, like, I, I think you hit the nail on the
0: head where it's like, specifically with this film, one of them wrote it. We were literally watching this movie in real time and predicting the lines that characters would say because it's so freaking generic. Yeah. Right? Like it is the most generic action movie ever. And it's like Wow. Why? Like like you did like Winter Soldier, yeah, maybe it maybe it is Winter Soldier worked because not because of the directors. It's it's because of Feige and I mean, with the Marvel machine and the Disney machine, we've we've seen it, right? We've seen directors and producers jump into it and be like, yeah, I want to make this thing. And then the Feige monster come in and be like, nah, you're going to do it this way. I think your problem might be that you're expecting more from a straight-to-Netflix action movie. The genre is action. Krisha, you you like Triple Frontier. Exactly. (laughs) No, you can't say. This is what I'm saying. Sure. You're expecting more than we got from a straight to Netflix action movie. That's your first of all, action movies are notoriously not Horribly
1: horrible. Horribly written. Correct.
0: They are not they are <laughs> never great. In fact, the better written it is, the worse of an action movie sure. it is. Almost by default. There are very
1: few exceptions to that rule, in my opinion.
0: It's straight to Netflix.
1: I, I would say what the problem There is no such thing no, no, as a good no, no. Netflix the, the, movie. The problem is though, is it's their previous <laughs> body of work. Wh- when you see Which wasn't good. We already established Well, that. No, no, but you still have to consider – you still have to put in Winter Soldier. You still have to put in Civil War mm-hmm. and the Avengers game, the movies, right?
0: You're, yeah. like, up here with their caliber. Their caliber of, like, making stuff is, like, way, 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 way up here. And then they come and they make this. And here's the thing, though. It's like here's here's the bigger thing, the, the bigger question. Okay, it's a Netflix movie. Yes. Sure. Maybe there's not enough budget. Maybe there's not, like, X, Y, and Z. Then why are the Russo brothers stooping so low, if you will, mm-hmm. to just get this thing out? Why not go? And if, if they truly feel like this is a good story and an interesting story and the story needs to be told. You're, uh, forget your you're focus. You're, you're hyper focusing on the Russo brothers. Forget, yes. so, forget the Russo brothers. Yeah. It is a straight to Netflix action movie. Are you forget, gonna say are forget you get the Russo this, brothers. This, that Are fight, you gonna say fight. that this movie's good? Yes! I'm the throwing action you out. was that there's only one thing I went into this movie wanting one thing. Good action. I knew the plot was gonna be shit. I knew the acting was gonna be eh. You know, this, I was expecting it. The plot was gonna be as generic as fuck, right? That's what I expect from a straight to Netflix action, not drama, not horror, not comedy. Not sci-fi, action movie. And so, uh, uh, I guess I got to ask you guys: right? what do you guys think of the action? Let's the action, put the was, focus where it belongs. The action was great. The yes, best part was, was clearly where uh, Hemsworth was—you know—slap backhanding and slapping children. That was hilarious. <laughs> Piss off! Uh, definitely laughed it. I laughed at it. But you know, once again, my biggest thing is we were literally quoting the movie before the movie happened. And uh, To me, and that, it's like we had that future made it, sense. That made it a very enjoyable experience. Really? Yes. I had fun. I had a lot of fun watching that movie because we were... It was... It was. It reminds me of, like, Commando and, like, other movies from the 80s. They're, they are bad movies, but they are so entertaining when you get the right group of people. I'm glad I watched it with you guys mm. to watch it because you're going to... We're, we're quoting it before they even say... The, I'm like, That's, that is great. It's like... It's like it was like watching sinks on a plane in the theater, <laughs> right? The yeah. movie is garbage, and it was so much fun. Yeah,
1: the experience was fun. Yeah, but like, and that's um, what I spo- wanted from that well, movie. Well, spoiler alert: like when I still, when I say, you know, it, it was it good for me. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's about is this a good Absolutely. movie? Absolutely. And I, I could, I could never say this was a good movie. You know, I 100 <laughs> agree. <laughs> no, but I, I but, but
0: focus on sure. the Russo brothers. I think yeah. is,
1: but I, I think the. The experience and the quality of the movie to me is like where you have to separate it, right? Yes, because like, yeah, the experience is fun. Like watching movies with you guys is always pretty fun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you I mean, know, technically, the,
0: it was a good movie, mm, right? Wasn't technically uh, no. The, the editing story was, was good. The story was beyond. The choreography was good. <laughs> the story was no. Just the story no no stupid no not the story the the technical
1: stuff. I, yeah, the technical was I always good I didn't though. Think but the like, technical was actually that great. I thought. You know, we were talking about CGI for Westworld. I thought some of the CGI in this movie was bad. I mean, that 12-minute, like, explosions explosions
0: like <laughs> one-shot was pretty good. I mean, cool.
1: that was amazing. But, but, I wouldn't say amazing. But, but here's the <laughs> thing. You pulled well, here, a great one-shot. Well, well, here's the thing about that one-shot, though. It just... It didn't... It didn't add... It didn't... Yeah. I, like, I just felt like they did it because they're like, we're doing You're a... we were waiting for it doing, to end, really. We're doing <laughs> a... Yeah, it's like, we're doing a one-shot because yeah. we're cool. Like, I actually thought the movie suffered. Like, you would have had a better... It would have been better if it had a few no, cuts no, no, in no, there, no, no. No, no, no. This is
0: how I look at it, right? The movie is so bad, so why not do stupid shit like a 12-minute <laughs> one? Why not do that? Why not have David Harbour be the most predictable turncoat <laughs> maybe in movie <laughs> history ever. An- another, ever. Another MCU
1: uh, guy that they just yeah.
0: poached. Yeah. Oh, man. The movie was so much fun. Uh, but then again, I am that bozo who says has been disappointed by this Westworld season and still thinks well, Triple Frontier is a good movie. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I, I recognize what? my... Flaw? M- no, not flaws. But I recognize my voting habits aren't always... There. Oh, aligned. What, aligned, uh, what do whatever. we think about a s- potential sequel? Because the What? Mov- no. The no. movie ends where Chris Hemworth's character gets shot a bazillion <laughs> times, falls into the river, and then the, uh, the kid who's being chased is at a swimming pool, and then we see a figure in the distance blurred out, or obviously out of focus, mm-hmm. uh, giving the potential that, oh, he survived. I hope there's no – because as much as I enjoyed the movie, am I ever going to watch this thing again? Only to show someone new so we can make fun of it together. (laughs) Uh, But do I want a sequel? Fuck no. Yeah. You don't want (laughs) a sequel with
1: Liam Hemsworth? Uh, I I would be interested in that. That Why would Liam Hemsworth be in it? Because there's a story out there that Chris and Liam want to finally do a movie together. They haven't done one yet?
0: Nope. Wow. Put them Uh, in Avengers. uh,
1: Also, Christian, just to counter your point of saying, you know, this is a Netflix movie... Mm -hmm. uh, the budget for this movie was $65 million. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> is that high or low? I that's tell. stupid high. That's very high. $65, for, uh, million? 65 Yes. Is, is, is what was the marketing budget? Uh, probably because it was Netflix, not high. That, that's why you put movies on. Yeah. $65 uh, million? That
0: doesn't seem high to like what movies get made for now. Really? Uh, no. Well, think about it, right? Uh,
1: for an action, non blockbustery movie, right? Yeah. But the only. Like, Chris Hemsworth is the only guy getting paid, like good money as an actor. Like, everybody else is probably getting paid. Uh, I don't nothing. know.
0: I'm, who knows? Got uh, so, I, got so, I liked the, I think, uh, I like the Indian people. I, uh, I'll just say this. this is probably <laughs> he really, didn't get paid, though. I think this is really fucked Did up. Did they to, not? Hold on. I think this is really fucked up to say, so, you know, whatever. Um, all the white actors got the majority of the money. The Indian actors got pennies on the change. How do you know that? Hold on. And then they shot it in India <laughs> because the cost <laughs> would give them a whole lot more. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um... <laughs> Yeah, sixty-five million though it doesn't. seem Yeah, Chris Hemsworth to the took away 45 for an <laughs> for
1: an action movie like this. That's high. And what, what's for, another action for movie that stri- came out recently? for a straight to Netflix? Uh, that Will Smith one, um, Gemini Man. Gemini Man. So watch. That, uh, isn't
0: that more? Isn't that more of a sci-fi? That was like 100 a hundred
1: something million. That's still. Uh, well, that that's because there's way more CG. I mean, there's two Will Smith. Budget movies. was one hundred thirty-eight. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I mean, this was half the price of that. What's the bottom? What's the, what's the problem? Half the price, half the movie. So, <laughs> Arjuna, was extraction good? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, Krishna, was extraction good? Yes, it was, because I got everything I wanted from it. Ravi, was extraction good? Don't care. Okay, guys, that's definitely <laughs> the- no, just kidding. Go ahead. Uh, you almost had me convinced, but I'm going to go true to myself, and, and I'm going to say no, it was not good. That's nice. But you had had a good good argument. You had a good argument. Well, I'm glad you recognized that. Uh, That's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you for listening. This podcast records live every Monday night. You can find it on twitch.tv slash wasitgood. Podcast drops and goes live on all your podcast listening platforms Tuesday morning. You can find us on Twitter at wasitgood or on Instagram at wasitgoodbtm. Goodbye.